welcome to the latest episode of the Intelligent Transport podcast. My name is Halima Haq, I'm the Editorial Assistant of Intelligent Transport and your host for today. Joining me for this episode is Claire Marnie, Head of Colleague Experience at the Go Ahead Group. Today we'll be discussing the pivotal role of fostering workplace engagement, equity, diversity and inclusion within the transport industry and how these factors contribute to creating a more vibrant and innovative workforce at Go Ahead. It's so great to have you with us today, Claire. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Halima. Brilliant. I'm really looking forward to gaining insight into the specific strategies and initiatives that Go Ahead has implemented to enhance the colleague experience. So let's jump right into it. As the head of colleague experience at the Go Ahead Group, you must play a crucial role in fostering colleague engagement and equity, diversity and inclusion across the company's bus and rail companies. Can you please elaborate on the specific areas that you focus on and how they contribute to creating a positive work environment for all employees? Yeah, sure. Um, so my, my role as head of colleague experience sits within the group HR team at Go Ahead Group. And I work in close partnership with, of course, other members of, of the HR team, but predominantly with the leadership teams of the operating companies across the group. So at Go Ahead, we have ambitious plans in the form of our strategy, the next billion journeys. And a fundamental enabler of those plans is to develop um, an even more engaged, inclusive and diverse workforce. At Go Ahead, we work in a very devolved structure, um, very much empowering the local management at our bus and rail companies, but with the thread of that common culture and values running throughout all of our operating companies. So my role is to really develop the framework for how we develop that culture and work with the operating companies to bring that to life. We, we've built a strategy, a people strategy, to support the next billion journey strategy um, that is around the three core priorities of making Go Ahead a place to belong, a place to play your part and a place to grow. So my work is really focusing on how to support operating companies to build engagement and foster engagement within their, within their teams and to really uh, focus on the equity, diversity and inclusion agenda. That's great. Thank you for delving into the specific areas of focus that actually drive colleague engagement at Go Ahead. Um, your emphasis, as you mentioned, on professional development and well-being is particularly commendable. Now, reflecting on your extensive 15-year journey at the Go Ahead group, I imagine that you must have witnessed remarkable changes within the transportation workforce. So can you please share your insights into how the landscape of colleague engagement and the commitment to equity, diversity and inclusion have evolved over this time span? I think it has changed hugely. I think the sector has undergone a real shift in terms of customer perspective, which naturally then impacts the colleague environment. I think the the sector now is much more customer centric, focusing more on moving people around our transport networks rather than moving, focusing on moving lumps of metal around which I think when, when I first started, it did feel a bit more like that that was the focus. How do we how do we move trains around rather than how do we move our passengers around um so I, th- I think that change in in being more customer centric and more customer focus brings with it a fundamental mind shift about considering more who is actually delivering that service for our passengers and the purpose of the work that they're doing i know it sounds like a pretty obvious statement to make um, but the truth is when you have more engaged colleagues they provide better service to customers and ultimately that's obviously what we're here to achieve and whilst it's an obvious statement, I don't think it's one that we necessarily always 
pay enough attention to about um, you know the engagement of our colleagues impacting the engagement and 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 retention of our customers. So I, I've seen that philosophy evolve over my time in the transport sector. And from an ED&I perspective, an equity, diversity and inclusion perspective, despite the fact that we know there is much work still to do, which we'll probably talk about a little later, I do, again, do think the landscape looks very different to what it was 15 years ago. And absolutely, the industry recognises that, again, to best serve our customers and communities, which is after all we're here to do, our workforce needs to be more representative representative of those communities and customers that we serve and you know like I said although although there's lots still to be done we are hugely more representative than we than we were probably 15-20 years ago. Fantastic it's really great to see how colleague engagement has sort of evolved over the years and as you said it's nice to see that it's become more people-centric because at the end of the day public transport services they're provided by people for the people so that's a really nice development to see. As we delve deeper into the intricacies of fostering inclusivity and diversity, it's clear that navigating this journey within the transport industry must be quite complex. So can you please share some of the challenges that the industry faces in terms of creating a more inclusive and diverse workforce and how Go Ahead is addressing those challenges? I think there's probably some broad categories that the challenges fall into. And and I've thought about those as the first one being culture, the second one being process and systems, and the third one being the business case for change. So if I take culture first, I think it's one of those kind of what came first, chicken or egg scenarios between inclusion and diversity. You know, does having a more diverse workforce inevitably create more inclusion and a more inclusive culture? Or does having an inclusive and welcoming culture attract more diversity and more different types of people? For me, it's got to be the second one. Attracting diverse talent to your organisation is one thing, arguably slightly easier thing, than retaining that talent and ensuring people thrive and develop. That's a completely different challenge. So from that point of view, the culture of your organisation has to be examined. You know, do people really understand what inclusion is? Do they care? Are they held accountable for it and for their actions? Do they recognise that their words, actions, even body language all make up corporate culture and and how people experience and feel about the place they work. So something that we've recently piloted at our Brighton and Hoven Metrobus um, operating company is the use of virtual reality technology to help leaders and managers to understand and actually experience for themselves microaggressions. So those kind of subtle, often unintentional behaviours that um, can lead people to feeling excluded, discriminated against, um, and those microaggressions experienced from a, a gender and ethnicity perspective. So the use of the VR tech was embedded into a fuller workshop, which um, examines how we build inclusive culture through accountable behaviour change. So the initial workshop that we held in um, July of this year is being then followed up through a series of peer-to-peer coaching sessions um, to support managers in sustaining that inclusive behaviour change and holding one another accountable for how they show up at work. I think the second category of challenge is process and systems. And one of the biggest blockers we have to that is the way that we plan and roster work for our operational workforce. Many of the systems and agreements with unions that we still use to roster colleagues today were built decades ago and are just 
simply not representative of today's world of work or society at large. So, for example, shift lengths and turns that might have been historically suitable for someone who had a family to work if there was a full-time parent, usually a mother, at home to care for the children, that just you know, it isn't as representative of the way families are constructed today. I think systems and processes in transport over the last 50 years have evolved in line with operational requirement and complexity, but not necessarily kept pace with human need and human complexity. And we're left with some fairly inflexible ways of working for a workforce crying out for more flexibility. And that's from male and female colleagues. I think the key to unlocking this sits in trusted and meaningful discussions with unions as well as truly understanding the pinch points of operational efficiency versus increased flexibility for colleagues, because those two things don't always go hand in hand and we need to work out where that sweet spot is, I guess. There is work underway in one of our depots in Salisbury to look at the way work is rostered to introduce more flexibility for colleagues. And this was as a result of engaging colleagues at Salisbury in focus groups on what the ideal colleague experience looks like. I think the final major challenge... I think in in fostering more inclusion and diversity in work is actually articulating the business case for change. I think, you know, we've come really far. And although the business case for ED&I is well documented and well made, I think there's still some way to go for HR professionals in the transport sector who invariably lead on the work on ED&I, although not exclusively, to truly translate the impact and benefit of ED&I on business outcomes. Some of this, I think, is down to the relatively slow burn that colleague engagement and ED&I work streams have on organisational culture and therefore business performance. And the reality is in a post-COVID world where focus on recovering patronage and reducing costs are the priority, the quick wins aren't always in the field of engagement and ED&I. But remain absolutely essential for sustainable business growth over the longer term. A go ahead, we're investing in colleague data as a key business asset, building the structures and processes needed to truly understand the colleague experience in alignment with other key business measures. So things that we're already measuring around absence, turnover, operational performance, safety performance, so that we can really start to bring alive how the colleague experience impacts those those key reportable data points um, and so that we can make decisions that positively impact the colleague experience and also the business performance. That's great. Thank you for providing us with such a detailed insight into that, Claire. It's quite intriguing to observe the way you've categorised the challenges into three distinct groups. Um, I think this approach really just enhances our understanding of the intricate nature of these challenges, but also the complexity. Considering GoAhead's ongoing commitment to improving the workplace for its employees, what other strategies or initiatives has the company implemented to further enhance the colleague engagement? So like many organisations, we do um, regular colleague listening programs and and feedback surveys and in July uh, just gone to 2023 we completed our most recent colleague survey which saw a huge 26% more respondents than in in 2022 which was which was really pleasing. 82% of our operating companies in the UK and Ireland saw an increase on their colleague engagement score since 2022. Some of this increase I think is inevitable after an eventual kind of calming down effect from COVID. I think the landscape is finally a little more stable and predictable and with continued recovery of passenger numbers. A challenge particularly across bus in 2022 was the shortage of bus drivers. I know that was felt kind of countrywide and this was having a detrimental effect on the workload and morale of current drivers. We've invested a lot of time 
um, an effort over the last 12 months to reviewing recruitment practices and processes to ensure that we are really optimising access to talent in the market. Um, I think, you know, what we've realised is that we've suddenly got a lot of other competitors to our to our potential talent that maybe weren't um, competitors before, you know, such as um, HGV drivers, Amazon drivers, supermarket delivery drivers so we've actually had to think differently about about how we're doing that um, and some really you know great work by some of our teams in innovative use of social media and targeting has seen some really great results um in in recovering that that driver shortage position and therefore positively impacting on our kind of incumbent drivers and incumbent workforce and it's also really um helped with our targets for more female bus drivers seeing an increase of nearly two percent since 2022 taking us up to 13 percent female bus drivers across uk bus brilliant it's so inspiring to see how the company's efforts have translated into actual tangible increases in colleague engagement, reflecting, I guess, the positive impact that it's actually had on the overall workplace culture at Go Ahead. So thank you for delving into those strategies, Claire. You've briefly touched upon this, but obviously a challenge for the transport industry at the moment is the traditionally male-dominated nature of the industry's workforce. So Claire, what efforts is Go Ahead making to attract and retain more women in the industry? And what benefits do diverse perspectives bring to the organisation? Yeah, well, you know, whilst we're seeing incremental gains being made across the industry in terms of gender diversity, we know we're still more heavily represented by males. At Go Ahead, we've just launched uh, back in June our, our new network, Go Ahead Women, which has CEO Christian Schreyer as our exec sponsor. The network is built on three core and really important principles um, of collaboration, growth and allyship. The principle of allyship is particularly pertinent. I think some previous efforts to focus on increased gender diversity have not been as successful as they could have been because I think we've probably failed to include the most represented gender men obviously go ahead women is most definitely a space for all of our colleagues um that doesn't mean that we're shying away from the issues and challenges that women face at go ahead but it does mean that we're making our male allies part of that conversation from the outset to make sure that we embed supported and sustainable change the network provides learning and resources as well as delivering the first cohort of our go ahead women mentoring program which launches um, in this september we've had a huge response from colleagues wanting to take up the role of both mentor and mentee from across our whole group. And this first cohort will see 33 female colleagues mentored um, by both male and female colleagues. Our focus on apprentices and graduates is another key channel for building a diverse talent pipeline. The Go Ahead group has been, again, rated the top UK apprenticeship employer in the transport logistics se sector. We were 13th on the list of 100 in 2022, and we've moved up to 5th in 2023, which we're massively proud of. Across the group, 19.8% of our apprentices are female and 64.3% are from underrepresented ethnicities. So we know it's a really great programme um, for attracting and building a more diverse talent pipeline. We also know that 14.2% of our apprentices have some form of learning disability um, or neurodiversity and our current graduate cohort is 30% female and 50% of those from underrepresented ethnicities. I think the conversation about EDI has been going on for quite some time now and I think sometimes we forget the kind of the fundamentals of it and it, it's actually really quite simple that if you're trying to deliver a service that 
meets the needs of a range of different people. You need a range of different people designing, delivering, finessing, refining that service for the people that you're delivering it for. You know, it's it's true that we all bring our own unique experiences, individuality, perspectives to work with us because we all have different experiences and perspectives. So utilising and harnessing those different perspectives is where you really see innovation and growth. And if we are all pulling, you know, if we're pulling from a pool of people that have had very similar outlooks on things, uh, perspectives, experience, then you're just not going to see that that innovation and growth. So, you know, that that's why it's important. It's not just the right thing to do. It, you know, it, it's the critically important thing to do for your business to, to flourish, really. We're, we're also working alongside our, our shareholders, Global Via and Kinetic, providing opportunities to share knowledge and best practice, which is great because we're getting, again, getting some diverse views from across the globe. Um, Kinetic based in, in Australia, we held a very well attended roundtable event on International Women's Day um, with participants from across our group, as well as people in, in Spain and Australia as well, which was, which was really, um, really good to see so many people getting involved. Amazing. Thank you so much for providing us with an overview of all the work that Go Ahead is actually doing to diversify its workforce. And it's just great to see the global reach that Go Ahead um, has at the moment. It's really just sort of inspiring to see your commitment, but also the company's commitment to not only balance the workforce, but also to harness the benefits of diverse perspectives, as you just mentioned. Your initiatives from revising recruitment processes to also fostering mentorship is, I'm sure, very pivotal in breaking down the barriers and encouraging more women to pursue careers in the transportation industry. Moving on, I think it'd be great if we could sort of shift our focus to your diverse background, which I imagine must add a really interesting dimension to your role. Given your experience in the adult social care sector, how has this sort of shaped your approach to HR and the colleague experience within the transport industry? Yeah, um, although it feels like quite a long time ago now, I was working in adult social care. I did spend three or four years before before changing sectors to transport and working in adult social care, mostly with adults with learning disabilities. A particular role that I that I took was that of an advocate, um, often working with adults who couldn't verbally or physically communicate themselves and making sure that decisions being made for them were, were being made in their best interest. So I think social care is obviously all about providing a person-centred service and support. And I think, therefore, there's a lot of overlap to that with work in HR and in, and in colleague experience more broadly within any industry. To give people their best experience, you have to understand their needs and wants. And that means listening to people, asking people what they need, what they enjoy about work, what they don't. And then and then really listening to the feedback, not just the bits that you want to hear. And then, of course, taking action from that feedback is, is then critical, even if the action is to explain why something can't be done. The worst thing that can happen is when feedback, especially feedback that you as the company have asked for, goes into a black hole. So I think, you know, for, for me, it's working in any sector, in any kind of role. It's all about working with people. There's not many jobs that you do that, you know, you don't have to consider how people are feeling, how people are experiencing their their work, how people are showing up to work. It's about listening to understand what makes that person tick and what makes what what makes them want to 
get up and do a, a, a good job each morning. I, I really like my job title being colleague experience because I think that shows that we're, you know, we're really interested in making an experience for our colleagues. Again, like it aligns to that sense of customer experience. The two have to go hand in hand. If you want your customers to have a good experience, then you need your colleagues to have a good experience. Um, so I, I really like that, that that's the direction that Go Ahead understand we need to be in. Fantastic. Thank you for delving into that, Claire. It's really just sort of admiring to see the emphasis that you put on, of course, the colleague experience, but also how, as you just said, it goes hand in hand with the customer experience. And I think a lot of people sort of miss that link. Now, given that Go Ahead operates in both the bus and rail sectors, are there any unique challenges or opportunities when it comes to colleague engagement and the inclusion in these different areas? And how does Go Ahead address them? While there are, of course, nuances between bus and and rail operations and being fairly new to to bus operations, believe me, there's just as many uh, jargons and acronyms to get your head around as there are in rail. I think when when it comes to colleague engagement and inclusion, I think the challenges and opportunities are probably pretty similar. In both sectors, you've got a large proportion of your workforce working remotely, geographically dispersed. um, And for many of those workers, in the case of drivers, they're on their own for the majority of their shifts. This, you know, that inevitably means that the the touch points with managers and other colleagues can be limited. And so you need to really make the most of those limited touch points. We know from, from engagement feedback that those who have regular and meaningful interaction with their managers feel most supported and able to do their jobs well. So we're investing in improved management and supervisor training and coaching to maximise these relationships. And I think for remote and lone workers, the sense of job purpose and connection to a bigger entity is also important. And again, we see that coming through in feedback from across the group that the roles our colleagues play in being part of their local community and contributing to sustainable travel is really important to people. The information that colleagues access to keep them connected to the business and to their purpose is critical. And many of our operating companies in in bus use Blink to communicate directly with drivers. And we're seeing a lot of positive engagement with this channel. That's great. Thank you for shedding light on the sort of similar dynamics of colleague engagement and inclusion in the bus and rail sectors. Um, It's really interesting to see how you sort of approach the different groups of colleagues, I guess, in the companies from those who work at home and obviously bus drivers and rail drivers who I think are the people that we as bus passengers see most often. We don't always um, realise that there are, of course, loads of people working behind the scenes. So it's great that you sort of highlighted them as well. As we come to the end of the podcast episode today, I wanted to shift our focus to the theme of the future by asking you what your aspirations are for the future of colleague engagement, equity, diversity and inclusion within the transport industry and how Go Ahead plans to contribute to these goals. I think for me, it's a a continued focus on supporting colleagues to understand the very important roles they play in transport and the contributions that they're making. I think public transport is such a purpose-led industry to be working in Um, we've got you know such a great value proposition in public transport which is all about serving our communities 
providing outstanding customer service and, and playing our part in reducing the very real impacts of climate change. So that there's so much to be proud about working within the transport industry. And my hope is that we continue building on that sense of pride by employing, developing and supporting a diverse and inclusive workforce. And as I mentioned at the, at the start, the go-ahead people strategy is very much aligned to these aspirations in terms of its priorities of creating a place to belong, a place to play your part and a place to grow. Well, certainly an inspiring vision for the future of colleague engagement, Claire. So thank you for sharing that. It's um, great to see just how focused you are on making it a better work environment for your colleagues. Finally, as we conclude the podcast episode today, I'm pleased to highlight your recent addition to the Intelligent Transport Advisory Board. On this note, it'd be great to get your perspective on why you think it is important for the industry to come together to share knowledge and experiences. Yeah, I think in in any walk of life, whether it's in work or in our personal lives, the collective knowledge and experience is always going to be better than the singular or insular view and experience. And my role in the field of inclusion and diversity, of course, leads me to support the view that differing experiences and perspectives are critical for us as an industry to continue to learn, innovate and grow. I think the transport industry is a pivotal point in its history. We have the golden opportunity right now to be central to some really ambitious, but absolutely necessary, zero emissions plans. And we must ensure that at the same time, we stay clear in our focus of being a people serving people business, which I think you mentioned, you know, you, you called it something similar earlier. The collective knowledge across our industry, but also bringing in people from different industries and backgrounds is critical to us harnessing this opportunity. So, you know, the work that intelligent transport does in sharing information, sharing knowledge, sharing best practice is, you know, is absolutely, is absolutely vital. Well, thank you. I'm glad you think that. It's great to have you on board. And we're really just looking forward to working with you and our fellow advisory board members as we collectively strive for progress and innovation within the transport industry. Sadly, that is all that we have time for today. Claire, thank you so much for taking the time to join me for this episode and for sharing your valuable insights with our audience, your perspective on colleague engagement, equity, diversity and inclusion within the transport industry has been really enlightening and your dedication to driving positive change through your role at the Go Ahead group is just really inspiring. I'm certain that our listeners have benefited from the insightful perspectives that you've provided. Thank you once again for being such a crucial part of this conversation. Thank you very much for having me. Before we go, a quick note to our listeners. I hope that you all enjoyed today's episode. If you're keen to hear more about other key topics from within the transport industry, then please do make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on our future episodes as we have plenty more exciting discussions in store for you. You can listen to every episode of our podcast, both past and future on our website, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as any other platform that you usually listen on. On behalf of myself and Claire, thank you all for your time and for listening to us today. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.